You ready for this one? Shoot, you're alright. Okay, okay, all right. right. So, you know, Wayne's getting on this for this Patreon thing, right? So let's just go through it, right? One, yeah. ten, yeah. I nearly said it wrong then. One, yeah. ten, yeah. and fifteen. Okay. One, ten, and fifteen. One, ten, and fifteen. Ten, right. and 15. Just so we're clear. One, ten, and fifteen. So we know as we're going through the episode. One, ten, okay? and fifteen. Okay. Fine. Right. Good. Okay. One, ten, fifteen. We don't want to get it wrong for one. No, no, no. We know, we know how much it means. No, no. He's so told us off, so we need to get it right now. Okay. One, ten, and fifteen. I'm Batman. Good luck. Harry Potter. Well, cover me with eggs and flour and bake me for 40 minutes. Hello and welcome to Screen Masters with me, Baff. And me, Flo. And today we are going to be taking a look at the TV series Rick and Morty. Uh, looking over the four seasons, I guess. We'll be halfway through yeah, the four halfway. seasons. Halfway, well, I wouldn't even say, I know, don't even know if it's half, we're just five episodes yeah, in. Yeah, we had five so episodes, haven't we? So, yeah, yeah. yeah, we're going to hope we're five, halfway through at well, this point. I'd like some more yeah, before we finish the season, but yeah. um, we know it's coming. But yes, we thought we'd have a look back over the three and a bit seasons of Rick and Morty that have been so far, picking out our top, what did we go for? Five. Top five. Top, top five. five. Okay. With honourable mentions, as always. Indeed, indeed. Now, obviously we don't know... I don't know the state when this releases, but I'm going to assume that coronavirus is still knocking around. Okay, go on then. So once again today, we shall turn to some words, and the words of Disturbed. Disturbed now. And we're going to say, get up, come on, get down with the sickness. Your mother, get up, come on, get down with the sickness. Jesus Christ. Oh, Oh, Jesus Christ, okay. Your reaction to them is worth it alone. What a um, wonderful start to the podcast. I, it's funny, whenever I say them, I can, even though we're recording this and it doesn't go out for a few weeks, I feel like I can hear the audience rolling their eyes, like it's an audible thing. Uh, you know, uh, uh, our good friend and, and listener, uh, Mr. Dave Mortimer, has uh, a tendency at work these days to pull out dad jokes from time to time. Nice. And that is pretty much the exact reaction that he gets from yeah. me. The other people will laugh, um, and, and don't get me wrong, and, and I will just eyes. be like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I will audibly roll my eyes. Um, other people find it hilarious. I'm yeah. like, ah, oh, I can't be a good so, dad uh, joke. We keep it up, Dave. Keep it up. <laughs> um, also, quick piece of housekeeping. Last episode in our potluck, uh, we were discussing uh, a question that had been sent in about sequels, um, prequels, trilogies. Uh, you know, where the subsequent parts are better than the originals. Uh, and I hadn't written down the fellow's name who put the question in. Or put the suggestion in, so I'd just like to credit him now. That was Mr. Jason Bradshaw through the Facebook page, through Messenger. So thank you very much for that, sir. Apologies, I didn't write your name down in time for the first episode. Okay, let's do the rest of the admin then. So, hello, if you're listening to us, you're presumably on your podcast platform of choice. That's lovely. If you want links to the Apple Podcast, to Spotify, or to... Uh, Zencast, where the podcast is actually hosted, you can head over to the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash The Screen Masters, to find all of that. If you want to find us on the YouTube, that is bit.ly forward slash bite back yt, he says, just looking down at his notes again to make sure he gets it right. Uh, where you can come to the YouTube channel, you can see us. Hello, we're here, and look, we have stuff behind us again. Um, that some of which ties in, you see? Told you there was a little bit of foreshadowing there last time, didn't we? Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. I don't know why I'm leaning at this microphone, because it's not on. Um, 
Yeah, I know. But when we were doing the first lot of foreshadowing, we were playing to mics that weren't actually used in the end. True, but we didn't we know that at the time. Yeah, we didn't know, we didn't at, the know time, at the time, but it was picking up the creaky floors too much. Um, and finally, if you would, uh, yes, yeah, so please go over to the YouTube channel, like, subscribe to the channel, uh, give us a like, all that stuff, comments, whatever you like, just, you know, put some traffic through it for us. Uh, we're in, in the process of trying to increase the profile of that and get it monetized. As we've said before, if, if a very small percentage of our listening audience could just pop over there and, and click the subscribe button, we'd be well on the way. So we'd very much appreciate that. If you would like to donate more directly to us and uh, get advantage, uh, take advantage of uh, you know special bonus content, t-shirts, bits and pieces, uh, you can go over to bit.ly forward slash biteback Patreon uh, to you know sign up to Patreon, become a patron with tiers at now we went through this. We're getting. We're going to get it right this yeah, time. Yeah, we well, went we got through the it. Okay. Yeah. And it's four, eight, and twelve dollars. Four, eight, four, and twelve dollars. Not pounds, as I said no, last time. No, not pounds. Four, eight, and twelve dollars. Okay. And we got it right this time, Wayne. We got it right. So thank you very much for that. And remember, as always, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, the bite is spelt like a computer bite, not a food bite. So. Uh, are we diving in, or have you got some news? Got a little bit of news. Not I've got nothing because we used it all. In, I used okay. all my stuff in the potluck episode. So. Yeah, well, that's fine. <laughs> uh, so a little bit of the news now, as is usual. Usually by the time this pod comes out, the news that we've suddenly discussed has suddenly developed a little bit. Further, of course, yeah, yeah. Um, which is always the fun thing. So you're hearing this a couple of weeks uh, behind, I'm sure. But even still, if you don't know this, then there you go. So first of all, Jeremy Renner has been talking about how he's getting in shape. The Hawkeye, the Hawkeye series that a couple that of weeks ago was indefinitely postponed. Yes. So yeah, so now that obviously can't seem to contradict that that rumor. And um, so yeah, he's kind of ramping up the news on that front, saying that he's getting in shape for it. So oh, back on the cards. Back on the cards. Back on the cards. Good stuff. Um, other quick bits of news: yep. She-Hulk. Now there's been a few comments about uh, who the main individual will be mm-hmm. that will play Jennifer Walters. Uh, at the moment, the front runner, who kind of seems to be asked a few questions in a few uh, interviews recently, uh, is somebody I've always loved, which is Alison Brie. Uh, she's in the guard, isn't she? No. No. That's Alison Pill. Pill. Sorry, Alison I'm Pill. getting confused. Alison Brie. Because she was, Alison Pill was in the newsroom? The newsroom, correct. Thank yes, you. Right, okay, and, so uh, I'm thinking of the right person, I got them confused. Um, yeah, of course she is, of course she is. Yeah. Isn't she the ex-girlfriend? Uh, no, she's the drummer. She the drummer? Yes. Or... Sorry, who's the ex-girlfriend? Because she's someone who does a lot. Trying to remember. I know Audrey Plaza, Aubrey Plaza, Aubrey or Plaza is, yeah. is in there. Um, she's the one with the glasses, isn't she? Yeah, she just. Uh, Can't remember yeah, the character. She, she, she just. God, I love that. Film. Shouts, uh, you know, Scott and Pilgrim yeah. when, when he goes to order a coffee. Anyway, so yeah, uh, I Alison need to watch Bree. that film again. I love that film. Um, just like thinking about all the vegan jokes. Uh, yeah, but we, we, we both have me. We both hate Jason Schwartzman, so that, mm. that's the reason that I can't stand that film. Anyway, uh, you only love it because of you know, Elizabeth. What's her name again? Elizabeth Winstead, something. Yeah, yeah. That? Mary Elizabeth Mary Winstead. Elizabeth Winstead, sorry. Yeah, yeah, I do love it for that, but I, I, I love it anyway, because it's like a right, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. You know, yeah. I, it's the, the, the makeup of it, you know, the way it's put together. I yeah. just think it's incredible. But, uh, but yeah, I've loved Alison Brie for years, obviously mm-hmm. being uh, a huge community fan. Full shadow in there, Dan Harmon, Rick and Morty, there you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's also done uh, Glow, which was the Netflix series about the wrestling. Yes. Uh, which, again, I don't think you've still watched. No, I haven't. Uh, again, another one. Is it I, a 20 minute of that one? Yeah, 20 minute oh episode. Yeah, yeah. Oh, honestly, I, any time I watch the series, I watch 
one, two, and three, I pretty much buzz through them in an evening. Yeah. That, so that's how easy they yeah, are. You to don't watch have children. Religions. Very true, very true. But dealing with you at times can be... Yeah, it can be like dealing with a child. Yeah, that's fair enough, that's fair enough. Um, So the the rumour mill that she may actually end up playing the main character, she's kind of deflecting those at the moment. You're not not committing to it, but not necessarily denying it. So one of those... The only question I'd have on that, I've got a problem with her playing Jennifer Walters, Mm. but... But Jennifer Walters is Hulk all the time, isn't she? Uh, Well, it it goes back and forth. I don't think of as being a big... Uh, no, but I mean the thing. Is, I mean, to know. be fair though, the amount of uh, training and stuff like that she put in for Glow and stuff mm. like that, she she she's badass. Yeah, like, she could she, beef up you know. a bit and tone up. But I just at the don't same think t- she'd be as statuesque as. No, but then again, Mark Ruffalo isn't. That's very true. So you know, but, it's how uh, they yeah, play but, it out. But, but again, it depends on how they're going to portray this character because obviously we know from the comic books that it's one way. Uh, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. It'd just be interesting. I don't. I don't think I want to see a full CGI She Hulk. No. In set, front and center of everything. No. You see what I mean? No, no. And no. yes, Ruffalo is a great Bruce Banner, and obviously yeah. then they, you know, with the face mapping stuff, put his face onto Hulk, so yeah. it works. I don't think they're going to do it disservice. Put it that way. Mm. I think they've got an idea on what they're going to do. Yeah. I, I have faith in them. And touching on Mark Ruffalo, apparently he's also rumored to, to be. Mark Ruffalo. No, I said touching on Mark Ruffalo. In the, and in that's the, different. How? Oh, God. you just had to go there, didn't you? Mm-hmm. You're a sexual deviant. He is a sexual man. You're a sexual deviant. How could deviant. he not like Mark Ruffalo? Ah, I'm not going there. Right, so anyway, the rumour is that Mark Ruffalo is in immediate talks to join the series as well. Oh, that'd be in good. what capacity, I don't know. Be that a cameo, be that whatever. We obviously know the tie-in uh, between uh, you know he and... Well, sorry, Bruce Banner and, and Jennifer Walters mm-hmm. in terms of the story and how that all comes about. So, interesting to see how that will all pan out. So, yeah, those absolutely. are the two... Uh, ones for the She-Hulk and then finally on Thor which appears to have pretty much been confirmed by Tessa Thompson who's on the junket at the moment for Westworld which begins this weekend don't know what to make of that Uh, I think we were both very disappointed in season 2 so let's see how season 3 plans out I don't think I can remember much of season 2 because it was hogwash absolute hogwash aside from uh, one episode it seems like it's taken even longer to get between 2 and 3 yeah because it it wasn't out last year it was out the year before and they had the whole year I've totally forgotten man I've got no desire to go back and watch it all no I've not either because season 2 was just utter fucking hogwash aside from one one episode which folks on the Native American, that was yeah, that bloody was enjoyable. Really, good, yeah. really, really enjoyable. The rest of it was fucking hogwash. Anyway, going back to, to Thor and mm. Tessa Thompson, she's pretty much confirmed that Christian Bale will be playing the villain in the film. Okay. At this moment in time, that's not been confirmed by Bale, but she's pretty much said, yes, he's going to be playing the villain in the, real, in the film. Now, we don't know what villain it no. is at the moment. We're still, obviously, in the early stage. Speculate, what do you think? Honestly, I don't know. I really don't know because... we kind of saw Serta. Yeah. That would be my next go-to. Yeah. Based on what we've seen so far. We've had Hela. We've had... Could be the God Butcher. Yeah, yeah. Could be, it could be a number of characters and I think that's the intriguing thing at this oh, yeah, moment absolutely. in time. Absolutely. I genuinely don't know and I'm, I'm intrigued to see where Taika Waititi's going to go with it. Yeah, it could be another realm that we've not seen before. Precisely. Like Jotunheim was the Frost Giant. This is it. They've already shot the bed with Malachith. Uh, you know, Malachith, yeah. Yeah, Malachith, sorry. And uh, even though the, the great... Uh, you know, comic book stories that have been out in, in the last couple of years, uh, War of the Realms, stuff like that, all centred around him. So who, who's to say at this point? But anyway, we shall see. So there you go. There's a little bit of casting news. Good stuff. Good stuff. Okay. Well, let's push it into the main segment then. Yeah. So do you want to start with some honourable mentions? Sure. So for those, again, uh, who don't know much about Rick and Morty, uh, so this is a series which has been about for a good number of years now. Uh, originated with Dan Harmon and Justin Roiland. Uh, Justin Roiland doing the voice 
of both Rick and Morty as well. Mm -hmm. uh, the remainder of the cast consists of uh, Chris Parnell, who I've always loved because uh, he was in Archer. Uh, he oh, plays okay. one of the uh, the characters in Archer, uh, and he's absolutely fantastic in that. So I, I know he's got the the voiceover chops for this, mm -hmm. uh, playing Jerry. Uh, Spencer Graham, uh, who is... Um, trying to remember it's uh Fraser's daughter uh what's his face Kelsey Grammer oh, Kelsey, Kelsey Grammer that's uh sorry Spencer Grammer sorry I don't know why I put Graham. yeah you put Graham yeah I put Graham. <laughs> I misread that uh anyway Spencer Grammer and yeah that's the daughter of uh I didn't know that uh, Fraser yeah so she uh the voice of Summer yes the voice of Summer yeah uh, yeah I know the voice of um Beth yeah which is Sarah Chalk yeah. who we, we both love from uh Scrubs. from Scrubs so that's the main cast now obviously Dan Harmon bobs in and out playing various characters We've had so many cameos from uh, from community people as well. Um, again, my favourite cameos, Nathan Fillion. So I love Nathan. Fillion. Yes, yes, Nathan Fillion is, is fantastic in this as well. Um, but yeah, so it, it, I love the fact that there is connections between this and, and community in a couple of places. If you're a community fan, you you will pick up on them and you'll know where they are as well. Is it Colbert or Oliver who guested on it at one point? Was it John Oliver? Both. And they both have. Yeah. Ah, okay. I guess yeah. I'm sure that I remember. John, uh, John, John Oliver was in uh, Anatomy Park. Ah, that's it. Uh, and Stephen Colbert, maybe in one of the episodes that maybe in one. That's the so one we'll, get to, we'll, get, we'll get to that. We'll get. We'll get to that. Um. So yeah, that's just a little rundown. Now we're obviously into the early stages of season four, so it's only five five episodes in. But the season, sorry, the series had been picked up for was it like a hundred episodes, like ninety episodes, something, something like, like that, wasn't it? Over an yeah. X amount of years. Yeah. So this was at a point where we thought, oh. Rick and Morty's going to get cancelled. It was taking forever for the seasons to come out. And then they kind of announced, yeah, there's going to be 90 more episodes. And as so, far as I read, it was because they wanted, they didn't just want one season. They wanted multiple seasons, mm -hmm. multiple episodes, and to have, you know, so that they could design an overarching story based around those 90 episodes. Because again, as you'll see, you, I mean, a lot of, you could watch Rick and Morty and assume it's throwaway garbage mm -hmm. like South Park was in the early days yeah, where you're much. forgetting continuity, nothing yeah. plays in. And actually, very quickly, you realise that that isn't the case in this. Yeah. And that that they are going to obey continuity and they are going to reference back to things. And that actually there is, I mean, even now as we sit here, there is a bubbling undercurrent story that they keep touching on without saying, you know, without shoving it in your face that they're touching on it. You've got to pick it out. But they keep coming back to it time and again in each series. So that is building to something somewhere. And which even would be the, to see. the throwaways of, okay, we're from Earth C-137. Yep. Uh, well, summer is not the summer from C-137 as a result of them moving across and things like that. And they keep that in continuity. They go back yep. to, you know, the previous iterations of, of Earths that they've been to and all that kind of stuff, which is cool. Yep. And again, they're sensible writers. There's even a joke in there uh, at one point, uh, you know, from summer and, and jokes about the fact that, you know, no wonder they're never on, you know, never on time and stuff like this. Joking about the fact that they're just talking nonsense. And she's like, oh God, no wonder you never get stuff out on time. They're like, what? Nothing. And yeah. it's just a throwaway to the fact that the whole of season three took, ooh, a good like two and a half years. But they've finally always been fourth wall breakers. Yes, they, they have. Um, yeah. Crikey, was it, uh, is it the end of, is it the end of the first episode in the fourth season where it's like forever and ever Rick and Morty for a hundred years forever and he's just it's just Justin Roiland just 
improving the same idea over and over again in as many different ways as he can say it and it's well he does it at the he does it at the end end of season season one he does it at the end of season one episode one in season one he talks about it's uh, Rick and Morty for a hundred years that's it that's what I'm thinking Rick and Morty and and then again they do it again at the beginning of season three where he's kind of ousted Jerry from the house and then it's just like it's going to be you and me Morty Rick and Morty for for nine more seasons and nine hundred years and and Rick and Morty and uh, yeah it's just it's quite funny but anyway, right, so cracking on to the honourable mentions. Uh, so there's, I mean, there's so many episodes in this. It was really fucking hard to narrow down. I think yeah. you were doing this earlier and you, you were saying the exact same. Uh, but there are some which are just truly fantastic. Didn't, didn't quite make it into mm-hmm. the top five. Right, so first uh, is uh, Vindicators 2. Okay. Uh, which I absolutely loved the shit out of. Uh, basically, the story of Rick and Morty going out into space to meet up with a team called the Vindicators who kind of stop galaxy-spanning bad guys and, and solve scenarios which... which you know, They're like a, a intergalactic justice league, aren't they? Essentially, kind of. yes. Uh, but this turns out to not be the, the second time that uh, the Vindicators have got together. This is actually the third time they just didn't bother calling Rick and Morty last time. So are you talking about Vindicators 3? No, no, no. The, the, the no, no, no. This is, this is Vindicators 2. It's yeah. just... Because I thought they in, in Vindicators episode. 3, we discover that they missed one. No, no, no. They, so no, they do vindicate. So vindicators has happened off, off screen. We've right, never met okay. the vindicators before. We come back in the episode. It's called Vindicators Two because that's what they think. Oh, this is the second time we've got together. Actually, it's not. It's the third. They just didn't call them the second time around. So there's well, a I kind of that role was play. in episode three, the third Vindicators one that that happens. They, there's only one Vindicators. There. There's not. There's Vindicators Three, the Return of World Ender. Okay, it, maybe it's called Vindicators Which is in Three. Season then, sorry, Mike. three. Yeah, it's episode in Season four. Three, but we never have a previous Vindicators episode. There is a previous Vindicators one. Okay. I think it's Vindicators and then Vindicators 3. And then in 3, they say that we missed 2. Okay. I think. Or it's, like you say, it's 2 and 3. And when they get to... No, because in 3 is the one where they go, we missed one. And I'm sure that was the one in the middle because we'd met the Vindicators before. Anyway, so anyway, anyway Vindicators. Uh, so yeah, it's just really enjoyable because uh, it's basically the story of Rick. Yeah, I'd say, don't say too much about that one because it's on my list. Okay, so. that's fine. Just getting absolutely <laughs> shit-faced, drunk, uh, and, and causing mayhem. And yep. Uh, you know, you covered it well done. Rick, Rick just getting shit faced, drunk, and, and that that pretty much covers. That to be fair, that covers half of the episodes yep. for half of the seasons. Thanks. But uh, that's my number three down the path. Carry oh, on. Come on, you'll be, you'll be such a crybaby. Uh, right. So, so another one. Uh, look who ch- look who's purging now. Yes, the purge planet. The purge planet one. Oh, one. Uh, I absolutely love that one. Again, you know, if you haven't heard of the film The Purge, uh, simple thing is that the whole uh, you know. The whole of society breaks down and it's a free-for-all. Everybody gets to kill each other. That's that's essentially the purge of it. Uh, and that was hilarious. Um, big trouble in Little Sanchez. The introduction Shush. of uh, Tiny Rick. I'm not saying anymore. Don't say anymore. Not saying anymore. wonder what if that's on your list then. Uh, Morty's Mind Blowers. Don't say anymore. Jesus Christ. Okay. And then finally, uh, the, uh, the, the last episode of, of season four, uh, four sorry, uh, which is uh, Rackle Star uh, Rick, uh, Rick Blantica, uh, which is the... Yeah, uh, I haven't got that one. Nah, okay, that's fine. Okay, so that's the snake episode where uh, they basically, they're out in space. Morty gets bit by a space snake, who is literally a snake in a spacesuit. Yes. And then, uh, and then he feels really guilty about the fact that this 
this snake who was like the astronaut for a snake planet, he feels really bad about it, so he goes and buys a snake from the pet store and then puts that back on the planet, which causes no end of upheaval, and then the whole planet turns into like Terminator-style snakes all over the place. And it's just fucking ridiculous. Um, I love it. But the thing is, I've only seen that maybe once, maybe twice. Yeah, it's all so right, it's, so far, it's, so. it's perhaps for the reason why it's a little bit uh, a little bit further down. Right, I'm going to throw it over to okay, you there so for your Again, list. if I've got any here that you're going to mention, course. just say. So, uh, the two interdimensional cable episodes. No, they're not. I would mention those just because they're funny. Yes. And they've given rise to words like plumbus and squanchy. Well, oh no, Squatchy's character is yeah, he's coming up. Um, but yeah, the Plumbus was in that, wasn't it? And what is it? There's like an eighteen type show that they watch as well, isn't there? Oh, I can't remember what they're called. Uh, ball fondlers or something. That's like that. it. I think you might be right. I think yeah. it might be ball fondlers. Yeah. Fuck, that's so funny. And yeah, all the other bullshit, the eye holes, breakfast cereal, yeah. and all that kind of random shit. They're funny as fuck and and just crazy because they're just they're just clip episodes. Mm-hmm. They're just fillers, aren't they? Yeah. Really, there's no plot. To Which them. is essentially where kind of Morty's mind blow is kind of. It was like, oh, okay, yes. this is our interdimensional cable. Episode. But I meant I've was... got that one for other reasons. Yes, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, uh, episode one, season five, uh, season one, episode five, Me Seeks and Destroy. No, that's not that one. Love that one. Of course, behind us, you can see the Me Seeks if you're watching us on the video. We've got oh, our Me Seeks here. Look at me. No, I can't do it. No, you can't do it. No. I used to be able to. What, did, what does he say? I'm Mr. Meeseeks, look at me. Mm, he does. Okay, I can't think. Anyway, um, <laughs> but yes, I love that one. And that one's brilliant as well, because at the beginning, it's it's when they get the Meeseeks box, because that's the, the secondary storyline, isn't yeah. it? It's the, 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 the normal people, the family, playing with a Meeseeks box while the other two are off on their adventure. Yeah. And it's Jerry, Summer and Beth all ask the Meeseeks for something, and the, yeah. the girls are just so... So vapid and basic about it, and you think, oh god, as if if you're ever going to attain that. And Jerry's just like, I just want help with my golf game. Yeah. And he seems like the easiest thing to do, and then it turns out that their problems get solved in a heartbeat because actually that's really easy to do. And Jerry just cannot fucking improve at the game. So the Meeseeks end up using more Meeseeks to try and get Jerry to win, and then the Meeseeks get upset that they can't die because they can't finish the task, mm-hmm. and they're getting really old and upset with each other. <laughs> So funny. Um, Rick Potion uh, number nine. No, not mine. No, okay, so that is the one that you referenced um, mm-hmm. where they Cronenberg everyone yeah. at the end of the episode. Well, yeah. Which, as I say, is the first time that you realise, hang on, we are playing with continuity here. So their universe, C-137, um, he Rick creates a love potion for Morty so that he can put it in his love Jessica's drink or whatever and make Jessica fall in love with him. I can't remember how it goes wrong. It's because he's like, well, everything should be fine. Unless he's got the flu. Unless she's got the flu. That's right. And she's got the flu. And then it spreads. And yeah, everyone ends up Cronenberging, as yeah. they call it. And end up as uh, well, horribly no, they, they all fall monsters. in love with Morty. And then the only way to do it is, okay, I'm going to splice some of this DNA and this DNA. Yeah. And it'll be fine. And they all turn into Cronenbergs. Yeah. He Cronenbergs everyone. And it turns into a post-apocalyptic wasteland. Yeah. So they escape to another universe where the Rick and Morty of that universe have just died and so they just take their places and carry on but then for the rest of our time we are constantly referencing that they Cronenberg they Cronenberg their original planet that they're not from this planet originally that they aren't the original Rick and Morty of this world um, and it's just really interesting that they actually bother to, to do that 
Season 2, Episode 2, Morty Night Run, which is the one with blips and chips. Blips and chips. Um, no, it's chips, yeah. Um, blips and chits, and I, I just love that one because he, he wants to go out to blips and chits, and he's got Jerry with him, and he has to do something with Jerry. And Jeff puts him in daycare. Puts him in the Jerry daycare yeah, that's yeah, designed yeah. for Jerry's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When the Ricks end up with the Jerry's, and they have to put them in the daycare, and that's fucking brilliant. The way they, whenever he gets to the point of going, oh, I do, where's Rick? I think I should be doing something else, and like, like, oh no, come back, come back, and they entice him back with something really crap. It's, oh, I love that one. Um, I get Swifty. Season two, episode five, mm-hmm. just just for the song. Yeah, I just like get swifty. <sighs> and it's again yeah. a hilariously ridiculous premise that you save the world by writing a song that they like. But then I think about uh, Star Trek. Is it? No, uh, it's Star Trek. I was going to say the motion picture, but it's not that one. It's the Voyage Home. Voyage Home, where the beacon comes to Earth and is oh, shooting yes. a signal down yeah, at Earth yeah, yeah, in the yeah, future, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and they're it's trying to communicate on. with whales, yeah. and we've got no whales to reply to them, so they have to fly back in time to get a whale to bring back to Earth to then communicate with the thing so it'll fuck off home again. So actually, it's not that ridiculous really, is it? No. And that's the beauty of Rick and Morty a lot of the time, is you look at this stuff and you go, that's ridiculous. And then when you read the episode description or something, you go, oh yeah, shit, that was just Total Recall, or that was just this film, or that was just that film. So they're, they're constantly sending up the sci-fi tropes that you know from these things. Yeah. Um, there you go. That's that's my in-brief list. Cool. Like I said, maybe there'd have been something from season four in there, but it's just not fresh enough in my memory, I'm afraid. Yeah, I mean, the problem is is that when most of the other seasons have been uh, 10, I think a lot of them have been at least 10, 12 episodes long, mm. we're only five episodes in, and... Yeah, I haven't gone back and watched it because usually once I've finished a series, I'll go back and watch it again and again. Yeah, yeah, like I said, season one five episodes, it's... I also think it's this timing thing as well. Because season one and two, we had them for so, so long that I just rewatched them over and over again, you know, and yeah, I've watched season three a couple of times, I think, maybe three times, but not a huge amount. Uh, Because again, season four was slightly quicker coming than we would have thought, but... Go on then. Right, number, so you're number five then. My uh, my number five is now, again. Apologies in advance. Sorry to cut you off. Uh, we haven't been through the list as you've just realised through that bollocks. Um, so we don't know what each other's got. I'm, no, yes. Yeah, we both got the same for number one. So that's we, fine. Which I think we predicted way beforehand. Yeah, that we yeah. Could probably have that beforehand. I've got to be honest. I'm a little bit over it now, but it's it's kind of like a song that's been played too much. But sure, I'm. I think I'm, 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 yeah, it I'm doesn't sure change anything. No, it no, when no, we no, get no. there, right, you know. That's uh, so the number five for me is uh, Rick's Must Be Crazy, which is the miniverse episode, which is the one with his car. Yes, with the, which yes. is the one, as you were saying previously, with Stephen Colbert in. Ah, okay, yeah, yeah. because he plays uh, Zeb. I think his character's name is. So the premise of this one is that Rick's car battery is dying. And so what he and Re- uh, Rick and Morty sorry, need to do is go inside the battery and basically sort it. So they go inside the battery. It turns out it's a miniverse. And, uh, and that Rick has basically spawned a planet due to, you know, science ways. Spawned a planet and that planet basically pulls a bunch of levers or stamps on stuff and basically generates power for Rick's car. Yeah. And so that he can charge his phone and stuff like that. And the reason that they're not getting the power is because a scientist, very similar to Rick in this universe, has also created a microverse. And so they go into the microverse. And it turns out in the microverse, that's not generating power because the guy in the microverse has created a teenyverse. And it's this whole ridiculous sciencey notion. Again, you suddenly get a Rick Sanchez and this Zeb and they're just 
so similar that they keep repeating things of each other, just mm-hmm. like uh, you know. Oh yeah, by the way, I've, you know this is is peace among men, uh, yeah, kind yeah. of a deal, or you know doing a you know exactly the same thing. One of them's a, a heroin addict, one of them's an alcoholic. What the fuck? Absolutely zany as shit, and it just takes that simple sci-fi premise of oh okay, you've got a tiny you know mini, mini universe inside of a box, and that's got a miniverse, and then that's got a miniverse. It's just fucking hilarious. The interplay between mm. those characters. Is fantastic. Morty getting pissed off that you know that they're not figuring their way out, so he goes and joins the the natives of the land who basically just eat every other baby yeah. and stuff like this. But we've also got the subplot, which also tickles the shit out of me, which is Summer stuck inside Rick's car, but because the auto defense is on, people come up to the car and it gets killed. Or they come up to the car and it will paralyze them. And then the police turn up, and then there's a, a clone of a baby that's recently died spawned. And you're just like, what the f- And this is all the defence mechanism. Yeah. Then the spider people get involved. Bonkers as shit. Yeah, absolutely. I also think there is a... Um, and this is what Rick and Morty can do sometimes. And again, like it, it, like we mentioned in things like South Park, is often written off because it's a comedy, you know, an adult comedy animation. Mm-hmm. It's the point it's actually making with this engine business and the battery business is that the, 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 the miniverse he's created to power his car... They have to work their asses off, yes, in order to power his car. So he's using slave labor for want mm-hmm. of a better term, because they're not getting paid for what they're doing. And they realise this, so then they decide to do the same thing because then the other people are generating the power. They haven't got to work as hard, and like you say, it's it's just trickling down. But it it is making a point about society, yeah, yes, yeah, and about the way that the, you know things are. But like you say, it masks it so well with. You never feel like you're being smashed over the head with a no. with a point. You yeah, know? I, I, you know it's well, uh, very rarely anyway. There, there are times when they make more of a point and they make sure they make the point enough for you to get it. Yes, but I would argue that that one is one where they don't really reference the point too much. They sort no, of... they don't get too preachy. And uh, oddly enough, uh, me and our friend uh, Baggy, we were discussing last night. We we're talking about recent Doctor Who's where mm. some of it has been enjoyable, but we've also noted that some of it is not so much. Why? It's getting really fucking preachy. Yeah, I, yeah. I really don't want to be preached to all the time. Mm-hmm. And this doesn't. This will subtly point you in the direction of certain things, but won't go too preachy yeah. on it. It, it lets you uh, make up your own mind. Right, over to you for your fifth. Well, my number five would be Morty's Mind Blowers. Okay. So as you say, this was put together as a clip episode to replace the interdimensional cable, and they even say that at the beginning of the episode, yes, they do, don't they? Yeah, yeah. They're like, we don't want to do that, so we're going to do this instead. But it's it's the... It's an example of them going poignant and sticking with the poignant. Because Morty's Mind Blowers is about times that he has asked... It turns out that, you know, there's a memory he can't live with. I can't yes. remember what the situation is, actually. But uh, He kills the man on the moon. That's right. The moon man. Yeah, and he can't live with himself over what he's done. So we discover that, actually, all the way along, Rick has been removing painful memories from Morty's head... So that he hasn't got to live with them because he knows it's too hard. So in, in from everything we know about Rick, he would never do that because that's a compassionate act. That's a you know a, a being sympathetic and understanding that he's a child and he doesn't he shouldn't have to live with this shit. Mm. Whereas Rick is you know Rick is Rick. He can he's just going to live with it anyway. It eats him alive. We all know that. Um, and so I find it really interesting. It's some of, it's some of the stuff we see. Because some of it is stupidly dark, because they then go through his memories, don't they? All yes. the stuff that Rick's removed over the time. Yeah. And 
some of them are just so ridiculously dark. The stuff he's witnessed is insane. But then I'm sure you know there's two or three moments when we see Rick being nice, mm-hmm. and he's removed that from his head because yes. yeah, he doesn't yeah, want yeah, yeah. to remember yeah, yeah. that he actually likes him and was nice. Or Morty got one up on Rick and he's laughing yeah. at him and he's like, ah, yeah. "Do you want me to remove your memory? What? Don't worry about it." Uh, yeah, exactly. yeah, it's yeah. just like you son of a bitch. And that's why I like that one because it, it, it that every now and then I think there's another one that. that it has a poignant edge to it or, mm. uh, uh, like I say, an emotional edge that, that you wouldn't normally get from the show. Yes, mm. they'll make points and things, but they won't very often try and play with the heartstrings. Yeah. Um, and that is one example where I think they do. And actually, there's a couple more on my list where I, I think they do. Um, and they're, I think, the ones that... Actually, yeah, every single one of the ones I've picked, I would argue there's a part in there where they're playing with the heartstrings. And that is possibly why I've picked them thinking about it is mm-hmm. because they're, tr- they're they're making that, trying to make it deeper, trying yeah. to make it more than just surface fluff and comedy Sorry, what? with an occasion. Oh, I've done it again. Surface crap <laughs> and comedy and, and make it seem uh, a little bit deeper and like there's a little more to it. But yeah, that, that one would be my five. I, I, like I, said, I won't say anymore because you, you went through it as well. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's really good. I, and like I say, it's the, the poignancy and the... the yeah. Uh, the darkness to a degree because I'm a fan of really really dark humour sometimes uh, uh, it's it's that, like you say it is that clip clip show thing like um, I enjoy Interdimensional Cable 1, mm-hmm. one and 2 they're, they're good but this was just a little bit realm of difference because it's involving the characters that we know putting them in zany situations where you wouldn't you wouldn't put a whole episode around that zany situation but we can put shitloads of clips about that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and it works so well yeah, because absolutely. of the selective show yeah I agree cool Right, so four for me is Total Recall. Now, funnily enough, as you might see everybody here, this is a... That's what... The, of course I should have known that that's what it was Total called. Recall. So this is, the, uh, this is a little board game that... Uh, well, card game, I should say, that uh, we've had for quite some good. time. It's very and, good. Uh, there's, there's some characters. There's, there's some characters so. If you want... Apologies, audio listeners, I'm going through the things. Also, when he said that Rick was doing this... He was flicking the bird. Oh, yeah, so I was fl- flipping the bird. Audio flipping the bird. He was flipping the so bird. So who, who have you got there? you got Pencil Vesta, Mr. Pencil Poopy Vesta, Mr. Poopy Butthole, yeah, who's yeah. easily my favourite. Yeah. Uh, Ghost in the Jar. Yeah. Tinkles. Yeah. Mrs. Refrigerator. <laughs> Amish Cyborg. Uh, Sleepy Gary. Uncle Steve. <laughs> Tiny, Tiny Cowboy on a Dog. Yeah. Cousin Nicky! Every single one of these characters is created essentially in this episode. Photography Raptor. Mr. Beauregard. (laughs) One of my favourites. Yeah. Hammerard. Frankenstein's monster. Monster. I was on the wrong side of the pitchfork on this one. Uh, Pool Kid. Balloon Dog. (laughs) Big Robot. The Bearded Lady. Reverse giraffe, which I've actually only just thought about. So he has a really short neck and a really long body. Yes. <laughs> yeah, did you not smell that? That is the first time oh, I've what? actually thought How about it. How many times have we played this game? Fishman. Yeah. A fish dressed as a man. Manicorn, which, crikey, any any people with children, like young girls or but even boys, if they like unicorns, Christ, don't show them that. They'll have nightmares. <laughs> Fucking ever. Baby wizard. Homeless Puppet, who is... Uh, what was the name of the one who lived in the trash Groucher, can? Gro- uh, or was it Grover? Grover, sounds like right. Sounds about right. He's in an advert at the minute. I, I keep seeing. Oh, right, okay. Um, and finally, Big Duck. 
Um, so the premise of this episode is that the family is stuck inside a house, uh, inside their house, because one of them has walked in a space parasite, uh, and this space parasite gets into your head, makes you recall memories which don't necessarily exist, which creates uh, additional fake characters, which expands, etc., etc., et So eventually, they're just surrounded by these lists of fictional characters most of which you've just read out mm-hmm. uh, and it's them trying to figure out who's real who's not which memories are real which aren't and it's just fucking hilarious it spawned this game which we have played countless times and i've yeah. thoroughly enjoyed but again it's just the zaniness of it like eventually they they learn that it's actually the negative memories of their their family confirms that they're actually real yeah. so you just get these things where like morty's masturbating in the kitchen someone walks in she's like what the you doing so I masturbate everywhere what's your problem <laughs> and it's just like oh my god uh, or that uh, you know Summer gets hit in the face by Beth when she's holding a bottle of wine she's like oh my god I've got a black it's picture day uh, and all that so again it's it's the interactions between the family members yeah. uh, Jerry not believing that he's actually real uh, because he's had a, yeah, a gay relationship with, yeah. uh, with Sleepy Gary and there's the whole thing it's because um, yeah, that's it. Yeah, they've got to try and figure out who's a parasite and who isn't, yeah. won't they? And then you have to kill the parasites to leave the core family yeah. left. Yeah, and they can't decide who's real and who's not because they want. It's Mister Poopy Butthole, isn't it? Yeah, the Mr. one Poopy who runs through most shot. of it because they've all got loads of lovely memories of Mister yeah. Poopy. And they Butthole. haven't got a single bad memory. And I think of it. again, this is you know the, the cleverness of what they're doing. I'm fairly sure on that one. We see Mister Poopy Butthole in the title sequence. Yes, we do. When we yes. haven't seen him at any other Correct. point, so they planted a seed right at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. To to play into that. Oh, I, yeah, that one's very good. Very good, that one is. All right, so over to you for your fourth. Yes, so my fourth would be Rixty Minutes. Rixty Minutes. Now, uh, I picked this one. I can't, I'll be honest, I can't really remember the Rick and Morty storyline from this one because that's not the bit that I remember from it. Okay. Um, It may have just been at the time uh, when I saw this in my life, there were some things I identified with um, and I found it, Hit me in a, in a in a particular way on this mm-hmm. this particular episode, but the 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 bit that stays with me is that um, I'm fairly sure he has to just get Beth and Jerry out of the way for some reason or keep them entertained. So he gives them goggles that allow them to see yes. alternate future, uh, alternate timelines and stuff, and alternate universes. This is the first interdimensional cable as well, I think. Oh, is it? Yeah, because they're oh, okay. watching that and they're like, "Why are you watching this?" Oh, I'd rather watch because they they're cutting through. And then they suddenly see uh, Jerry on a TV show, like a Jay Leno type yeah, TV right, show. He's like, oh, go back, I want to watch that. And he's yeah. like, oh, do you really want to watch shit about your own lives? Fine. And he gives them that. Yes. And then they carry on watching today. That's cable. it. That's it. I, I think in my head they were called Interdimensional Cable, but they're not. The second one is. Yes, yeah. It's called Interdimensional Cable too. But yes, it's those goggles and they're seeing their lives as they would have played out mm-hmm. if they hadn't have gotten together and had their children and stuff. Um, and it's just... Again, it's one that ends up pulling on the heartstrings because it's the thing that I think most people, I don't want to generalise, but I would say a lot of people have experienced the the grass is always greener sure. feeling when sure, you're sure, in a sure. relationship at times. You you look over at other people and you see these, I mean, I, I, you know, I'm not an... I'm not stupid enough to look at things like Facebook and think that that is someone's actual life. No. Because you always make a choice on Facebook. You're not posting every second of every single thing that happens in your life. Well, some people you're, do. You're, yeah, but I don't even think they are. 
Well, no, they're they still making a conscious decision to whether to post this or whether to post that. They are, but it's also uh, attention seekers will go, oh, Quite, yes. what is me? Well, that's what I was going to get to. Is, yes, you've got yeah. you, you ones who are looking for the UOK hun yeah, yeah, replies, yeah. and that's fair enough if they want to be like that. But again, it's, it's more the ones who, you know, you would look at a couple and you look at their Facebook and it seems like all they do is go on amazing holidays and have like, well, yeah, of course, they're not going to post that they had a row last night. Yeah, 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 you know? yeah. But it creates, if, if you get wrapped up in it, it creates this impression that they live this perfect life and that mm. nothing ever goes wrong and why isn't my relationship like that, blah, blah, blah. And it makes you question things. Um, but it is that, under, it is the realisation that sometimes it isn't, the grass isn't greener on the other side. And, you know, the point is that if they had have gone different ways, then they wouldn't have their children mm-hmm. and they wouldn't have this life. And there are certain things you, you can't, you know, you, you can't change because then you wouldn't be where you are. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's one you of know, those, it's that thing. Yes. You can always, uh, I don't know, I don't like, to, I, I don't like the word regrets. Yeah. Like, I, I feel that you make mistakes mm-hmm. and that you either learn from them or you don't. It's you that know? thing of when somebody turns around and goes, oh, if you could go back in time and change anything, what would you do? And I'm like, well... I wouldn't necessarily. I mean, there's certain certain events and certain and, and times. Uh, a specific night in New York that uh, me, me and a certain baggy were discussing last night, oddly enough. Um, but at the same time, you can't go back and change a certain element because mm. you wouldn't be the person that you are today. Exactly. Looking back on that, you would be different, stuff. and yes. you wouldn't be in the situation where you were having the conversation Precisely, with yes, the person exactly. about going back in time exactly, and getting yes, changed. Yes, yes, yes. So yeah, you you have to accept that, which is why I like. Like I say, I, I like to see it as more of I made mistakes and did I learn from them or did I not? And I move forwards. You can't, and you know, it's a difficult thing to live with regret because you're constantly beating yourself up with yeah. that thing. Yeah, yeah. You, you have to learn to put it down to to move on from it and and just accept that you didn't make the right choice in that scenario or that something went wrong. Sometimes things things fuck up and they're beyond our control. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, and you can't control every aspect um, of the things you're involved in, but. Again, you know, it, it pops all that stuff into my head, and and for that reason, because it it makes me think, it makes me look at myself and my own situation and things like that, and that that that's the best stuff when you're mm. identifying with it, and and you're taking something away from it that that makes you think for weeks and months afterwards. I mean, yeah, I'm I'm sat here three weeks removed from us recording our last batch of episodes. I'm still not sure whether I like Jojo Rabbit. <laughs> right, okay, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna watch it again at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I haven't done yet because yeah, obviously yeah. I was doing all the bun stuff. But you know, I'm I'm still not convinced. Mm-hmm. But I know there's something there yeah. because you're, I'm still thinking about yeah, it. I'm still major. going through yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that means there's definitely something in it. Yeah. No, um, I definitely would agree. Like there, there have been uh, Rick and Morty episodes. Now I didn't put it down as a, an honourable mention, mainly because I've only just watched it the once. There was an episode within the the late season, season four, where Rick has this guy who finds his secret toilet and he's using it, and then he goes on a whole investigation to find out the guy, and then he sets up this elaborate thing, basically going, "Oh, he's got like a hundred holograms. Oh, congratulations, this great yeah, guy!" Yeah, yeah. And then eventually the guy dies, and you just get this sense of foreboding loneliness and, and longing from, from Rick. And as you say, um, you know, I can empathise and I can understand that position because I felt that myself. And, and that was it afterwards. I was like, fuck, yeah, you just see him sat there and he's just like really melancholy and really doesn't know what to do. And it's like he's tried to set up this whole elaborate thing for a guy who was essentially his the closest thing he could say at that point was his friend. Morty is his grandson. He's his friend, but he's also his grandson. 
And at that moment, I was watching that, and there was like almost a tear coming because I was like, you know what, I can understand that. And that's just say there Absolutely. are so many points within this series where it does tug at the yeah. emotional. And actually, yeah. thinking about season four as well, the yeah, the one where Morty wants a dragon. Yeah, and actually, and Rick's like, oh, you want a dragon, you fucking idiot! Oh, they're fucking lame. Don't yeah, have yeah, a fucking yeah. dragon. And then he ends up soul bonding with the dragon, and it's that bit where they're like in the dragon's cave, and he's going through all the shit and going, oh, you got the futures album. Oh, wicked, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, he signed it in Molly. <laughs> signed it in Molly. <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh, that was brilliant. Did make me go back and listen to that song, though, because I'd totally forgotten about Molly Percocet. Mm. Um, but yeah, that, that was great. And again, that was Rick finding a friend. Yes. And he needed a friend, yeah. you know, because he does need a friend, because he, he he doesn't let people in. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And again, yeah, I can certainly empathise with that as well. Um Right, so my number three. Now, I really enjoy this one. And again, I think you touched on it a little while ago, which was uh, Rick Mantis Mix-Up, which is the Stories of the Citadel. Yes. yes. Which is absolutely brilliant. So, yes, I left this one with you because I would have put this on my list. Yeah. But I didn't know the episode. Now you've got it, I'd, I've left it. Yeah, so it's it's the different stories from the Citadel. So you, you, we go around and it, this is so basically Rick and Morty at the beginning of it, they're about to go on off an adventure to Atlantis and then a couple of guys are like, oh, I'll turn up like, oh, we, 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 you know, we're raising money for to, to repair the, you know, the, you know, the Council of Ricks and they're like, oh, fuck that, we, we destroyed the bastards. Like, oh, you're that Rick and Morty. Oh, mm-hmm. okay then. And then it cuts back and then Morty's like, oh, I wonder what's going on there. Boring as shit, Morty. Let's go to Atlantis and then instead we cut away to, yeah. uh, to this. So we see... So uh, this is the, just to back up a little yeah. bit, this is the second time we've been to the Citadel, isn't it? Uh, second or third? Mm, second or third? Third, probably. But we, well, we we've we've, we've, we've met season. it once, we've but, met them once, uh, which is how we come across evil Morty in the first place. Yes. We then have the beginning of season three, where they blow the fucker up, mm-hmm. and then we have this one later in season three, where they're putting it back together. So yes, this is, the, the, we discover in that first episode, there is a, a Citadel, uh, full of Ricks and Mortys, and that Rick, there is a Rick in every universe. There is, he has a Morty in every universe. Well, there's an equivalent of a Rick and a Morty. Yes, they look yeah, different yeah, yeah, depending yeah, yeah, on because yeah, yeah. the yeah, there, there are different versions of them and different hats. And they obviously did a little mobile game, didn't they? That was like oh Pokemon. god, oh yeah, like I was playing that for a good while. Oh my catch god, all the was, Mortys. Yeah, that was. Hard. Um, but we essentially discover that there are a council of Ricks of different types who run the multiverse, essentially, don't yeah. we? Yeah. And they are, are, are Rick and Morty from C-137 are always running into trouble with yep. these other Ricks because I guess, I, I, I even think you might say it, but isn't it something like the C-137 Rick is the Rickest of the Ricks yeah, or something? Yeah, he's, he's the Rickest of them all. He's uh, the most and Rick he's basically, of the he's the biggest arsehole of yeah, the lot basically. Of them. He's, he's, he's the renegade. Um, even even the artist formerly known as Rick, uh, who who ends up dead, that was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's it's interweaving stories between uh, a, a Rick uh, who basically becomes a, a police officer who meets up with a Morty, who's just a really down fucking miserable bastard. He takes him on the kind of the, the scummy sections of of the Citadel, and they meet a bunch of uh, you know Mortys who who are helping a, a really befuddled Rick who's creating uh, you know some fucked up portal potions so, and it's really weird and really stupid stories we get some uh mortys that are in a school uh again from different earths and stuff like that who are basically being educated so that they can get given to other ricks because we've had a whole culling of ricks and mortys as a result of loads of stuff so these are all tra- at the same time we've also got uh the political issue going on mm. uh, a morty is trying to get elected 
president of the Citadel. But it's always been Ricks. But it's always so been Ricks, can't. and all the Ricks talk down to him, and then he's just like, are you done? Like, can we talk on the serious stuff? And suddenly it's like, oh, everybody everybody loves the Morty, mm. uh, which you obviously foreshadowing a little bit later. But there's also the wonderful story, which... The t-shirt comes in. Oh yeah, simple rigs of um, basically. Turn it off to the camera. For <laughs> um, so it's a story uh, basically about uh, a Rick who feels like he's been done over. He's been in this shitty job for years. Somebody else gets promoted above him, even though he's been there for two weeks because he's the cool Rick. So he holds somebody hostage, and there's a whole thing. Basically, simple rigs is made from the memory, like the really wonderful memory, and they just take a little bit of juice out of his head. And each bar of Simple Ricks is, is infused with this Because they do the, the advert for it is brilliant, isn't yeah. it? Because it's like him out in a field tilling away and it's like, Simple Ricks. And I, I can't remember the whole slogan, but I know the end of the advert is like, Come, Come home, home to, to the sense Ricks. of your own yeah. completion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come home to Simple Ricks. Yeah. And I think, uh, flashing back to the previous episode, I've seen an advert for Olive Garden now yeah. through watching some of the wrestling oh, okay. and Olive Garden says come home to Olive Garden oh, okay. so I wonder so whether probably, that was a piss yeah, take yeah, Olive yeah, Garden yeah, yeah. but of course I wouldn't have known at the time because it's as we probably, discussed last time Olive Garden isn't a thing it, it's probably UK. a piss take of many American advertisements I places. they're all like oh come home to the taste of Cracker Barrel oh yeah uh, yeah, yeah or is yeah. it Cracker Barrel actually am I thinking of Cracker Barrel or I mean, Cracker Barrel is... By the way, is, is things that don't exist over here yeah 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 essentially but it's just this whole episode is just it is Okay, we're not focused on Rick and Morty. We're focusing on Rick and Morty's, but mm. not our Rick and Morty. And it's yeah. just great because it does show those different characters, what would happen and stuff like this. Then we get the reveal at the end that the evil Morty from previous episodes um, is, is actually now been elected president. He slaughters a shitload of Ricks that don't agree with him. And it's like, oh, okay, is this going to pick up a thread later on? Loads of people are suggesting loads of things on Reddit Obviously and stuff like this. Stuff, yeah. uh, saying that he is the uh, he's Rick's original grandson, that Morty isn't his original. Yeah. And all this kind of stuff. Yeah, that he lost a Morty and he's replaced his Morty and this yeah. is the original Morty. And then people, to back that up, look at the title sequence. Mm -hmm. And pretty much we've seen everything in the title sequence. You see it within the yeah, season two or three, uh, Or you see it two or three later, whatever. There's still one that we've never seen, mm -hmm. which is where the first shot where Rick and Morty are running away from something. He shoots a portal. Rick jumps into the portal. The portal seals up, and Morty is about to get attacked. So the threads is that that's his original Morty, uh, okay, yeah. and he didn't save him, but he survived, and that is evil Morty. And what we I, haven't uh, seen that bit yet, no, because we haven't got to it. What I did but love is that when um, straws, I'm not sure. When I came out of that episode, I, re I, don't, I can't remember who it was amongst our little boys night collective uh, we, we were discussing this with, but I was like, oh yeah, you've seen the, the evil Morty, what? And I had to show them the clip, oh my god, I didn't see that, oh my god, and it's just the picture that goes by and the hands Yeah, there's just pictures floating around, it's just the music as well, I love the piece of music yeah. they play at the end that's, I'm sure is a standard, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's and I'm sure that's like a standard piece of music that's from something <laughs> yeah, yeah. else, I don't think they wrote it for it. So, uh, right, so over to you for your three. Uh, number three, well, so yeah, my three is Vindicators 3, The Return of World End, okay, yeah. which is... As you say, so we're on, uh, as for, for the viewer, I'm sure it's the second mission we've seen with the Vindicators, I think. Um, and Because I do think there's an earlier Vindicators episode. But I don't And, and we know that, we've missed one in the middle, but it doesn't matter. I've got matter, the list here matter, to confirm or deny. Okay. This one, I love, like you say, essentially they go there, it's one of Morty's... Um, what Morty's ten, adventures... Because yeah. he gets, there's, I can't remember which episode it is, but it's the first season, I think. They, yeah. it, it, they decide that Morty gets a card 
and he gets ten gets to choose ten adventures. Well, they go, they go, they they, they go, they go on all of Rick's adventures, and for every ten oh, of Rick's for adventures, every ten of Rick's, he gets one. He gets that's one. it. Yeah. So that he uses his stamp card to choose this one adventure um, to go and see the Vindicators, and he wants to have a great time. Rick fucking hates them because they hate Rick because he's a dickhead. <coughs> And uh, but Morty's really excited and wants to be working with them and blah blah blah. And essentially, Rick just well, he kind of ruins it for them, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. So he just goes and kills everyone after getting absolutely shit faced one night. He goes and kills the baddies, the world ender, <laughs> sorts everything out, and then sets up a saw like game show for them to go through to try and get to the end. But Rick was so fucking battered that he doesn't remember what he did and. Is it that when they first find him and realise what's going to happen, he's in a pile of his own shit? Oh, they wake up in the morning and yeah, he's like he's on a table and he's just covered in shit. And Noob Noob comes in. Noob Noob, that's it. And Noob yeah. Noob comes in yeah, to he's... clean it all up, and he's the little cleaner dude. Yeah. Um, and it's I love this one because it plays it the opposite way. As they're playing through this <laughs> sort of like yeah. game show, yeah. it seems more and more like he's gotten really sentimental when he was drunk. And has set up a really complex way of showing Morty that he loves and cares about him. Mm-hmm. Because Morty's answering all the stuff really quickly because he knows, he knows Rick. Rick yeah, and yeah, he yeah. knows what he's going to do. But then towards the end he's like, oh, well m- maybe that's not what I think he's going to do then. And he gets on a little roller coaster ride, doesn't he, at the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And goes through a thing with Rick telling him about how oh, you've been always been there for me and no one else understands me, but you are always there. And he gets to the end and he's talking about Noob Noob. Yeah, he's like, Morty's in there, like, in the tear in his eye, he's like, God, I love you, Noob Noob. Motherfucker. Yeah, but it is like it's, it's just the bit just before where like you know there's like a, a, a neutron bomb or something like that. And he's like, right, you deal with that, I'll deal with the bomb. But how, how many times do you have to do this? Too many, Rick. Too many. Yeah. Because like, <laughs> right, uh, yeah, he's, he's like, I think I think I did some of the neutron bombs by eye. So you better be careful. Yeah. yeah. Right? Uh, but again, it's it's the one with the uh, the reason I I think it's the only one is because Gillian Jacobs in there again, another community alum, uh, and also Christian Slater uh, is in there. <laughs> yeah, well. he is, isn't he? He's so, the uh, what's the captain's name? He's oh, so guy, uh, Lance Riddick. What I want to say from The Wire and loads of other stuff. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's Lance in there as well. And, yeah. uh, he plays uh, Ghost Train. I like him in Fringe. Isn't it Ghost Train? Yes, Ghost, Ghost Train. Train. Ghost Train. Oh, God, and that's the Man of Thousand Bees or yeah. something? Yeah, And he's having sex what? with Ghost, Ghost Oh, Train's yeah, he, wife. yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's also Roboticon or something like yeah. that as well. Fucking hilarious it's characters. brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I love that one. I love that one. Um, so, episode two uh, on my list for me is uh, Rick Shank Redemption, which episode was... Episode season one? No, episode th- episode one, season three. So this is the one that kind of came oh, out sorry, on yeah, Fool's I got it, Day. I got it wrong. This is the beginning yeah. of season three. Is uh, this, is, this is the one with uh, Nathan Fillion in yes, as well. that's it. Uh, so this one is uh, Rick, who had been uh, arrested at the end of season two and kind of given up and so that the family could go back to work. Again, that was really emotional episode yeah. previous to that. Uh, so this one kind of is Rick, uh, you know, his mind is being in- investigated by the, you know, the bugs or whatever who Nathan Fillion is playing. Mm-hmm. And basically they're trying to get out of him. How does he make his portal gun essentially mm-hmm. so that they can, you know, take that technology. And what they think is a whole elaborate plan and they're trying to get him to reveal information. It's all a set up by Rick. He's, he's still in his own head. He's still smarter than a lot of them and basically outsmarts them. 
But again, we get this whole thing about basically it's all to do with the Szechuan sauce. McDonald's Szechuan sauce. McDonald's Szechuan sauce that came out with the Mulan movie and uh, how he fucking loved it. And the fact that McDonald's, as soon as this happened, had such a demand for Szechuan sauce that they ended up giving out a shitload of Szechuan sauce. Not in this country, sadly, so I still haven't tried the Szechuan sauce. However, the whole of America had Szechuan sauce for a little while. Um, I even saw uh, a little video where they, they took a huge like tub of it. tops of it, wasn't it? Yeah, they, they, they took a tub into the office yeah. uh, for, for Rick and Morty guys, and they went, there you go, there's the Szechuan sauce. They'd never even fucking tried it. They just threw it in there as a line, and mm. it was like, brilliant. Because it's one of those things that I guess with the guys being that age, they remember it from the mid-90s when Mulan came yeah. out and whatever. And we've got Mulan out this year, so fingers crossed for Szechuan Yeah, come on. Um, so we know yeah. you're listening, Disney. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, and it's, but again, it's this whole thing of, of uh, you know, Rick just trying to come up with this elaborate backstory that breaks your heart. And he's just like, it's the scene where he's just like, oh, it's it's the, the shot between the greatest, your, you know, greatest sports team achievement and where you were on 9-11 and you're just like okay these are actually certain things that people do kind of remember um, and it gives this whole elaborate backstory which turns out to be absolute bollocks mm. and at the same time as this going on Rick and uh, sorry Morty and Summer have gone back to the Cronenberg world yeah. so we go back to Cronenberg world we meet the original uh, you know family um, basically because they're trying to save Rick because mm. that, that's it they're just like fuck it okay we've got to save Rick so they go back to the Citadel turns out the Citadel want Rick dead so they tend to assassin squad and, and then Rick moves his brain between and it's it's just brilliant like we'd had a huge gap at this point between season 2 and season 3 and this dropped I'm sure this dropped on April Fool's Day. Something like that. Um, and it was and there was a gap between it and the rest of season yeah, three. Yeah, there was, was like another six months. But yeah. it was just the fact that this dropped and I was like, nah, that's not, holy shit. This, it's this actually it. an it was, episode, yeah. It was so fucking good. Yeah. Uh, yeah so good. Really good. For, for numerous reasons. For the Nathan Fillion of it, it was, it was hilarious. Is that the one where he's talking in a Shonies for most of it? Shonies, yeah. Shonies. Shonies, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is Shonies a thing? I imagine so in America. Yeah, I don't know. It's like, like an Applebee's. Because it's, like like it's like Squanchy or Plumber, so they're just words that I don't know whether they've made up or sure. whether Shonies is actually a thing. Because like, I know Denny's, I know Wendy's, I know IHOP's, you know, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I knew maybe you know, Chili's and all that sort See, of that's stuff. That's the thing until. I thought I knew a lot of the brands. Until uh, being oh, the elite oh, and AEW, I'd never heard of Cracker Bar- uh, Cracker Jack before. Cracker Barrel. Yeah, yeah. Cracker Jack. Certainly, I've never heard of Cracker Barrel. But yeah, I'd love them to open a Cracker Barrel because apparently their breakfast are fucking brilliant. Yeah, fair enough. So, yeah, oh, cool. Uh, right, so that was my number two. Over to you. So my number two, as I managed to shut you down earlier, is <laughs> Big Trouble in Little Sanchez, oh, oh, yeah, season yeah. two, episode seven. I, I kind of knew this one. Which is Tiny Rick. Now, for me, Tiny Rick was Pickle Rick before. Pickle like Rick, that yeah, was yeah, that yeah. was the equivalent. Yeah. We had Tiny Rick before that. So uh, this one is that Rick turns himself into a younger human or a Tiny Rick so that he can attend school. Uh, with Morty, I can't remember. Is it because to try and help him with Jessica again? No, no, no. It's because uh, Summer and Morty uh, need to fight the vampires. That's and, right. Uh, so that's right. There's hunting. Twilight vampires in there, aren't there? Because it was back in that sort of day. Um, so yes, and again, this one you think it's all just silly and good fun, and then as it goes on, you realise that he's stuck in that body, and that if he doesn't get back to full size, he's going to die. Mm-hmm. But he's actually enjoying himself as a child for the first time in his life. He's actually having fun. Mm. So he doesn't want to change back. But he knows that if he doesn't change back, 
he will die. So it's it's a brilliant play throughout the whole thing of him screaming for help, but at the same yeah, he's, time he's, not wanting to scream for help. Yeah, he's doing this song in the dance, let me out, let me out. Yeah, and yeah. all this, and you're like, let me out. And everyone's like, oh, okay, this is all a bit of a joke. No, 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 he's, no, he's being serious. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I really like that one because it plays there, and I think Tiny Rick's hilarious. <laughs> so I think it's a well, great I, idea. I think mean, it's one of the it teachers that really for your birthday funny. one year, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. that's right. Um, I love the subplot of this. Is that when they lick the frogs? Is that when they lick the frogs and get high? Uh, or am I thinking of a different TV show? Maybe thinking of a different TV show. Anyway. I love the subplot of this, which is uh, Jerry and Beth, who have gone off-planet for marriage counselling. Yes. Uh, and again, another community alumni. Uh, Jim Rash is in there as the kind of the therapist guy, mm-hmm. and it's like them, uh, you know, taking their subconscious and creating monsters of their imagined perceptions of their other halves. Uh, and Jerry's like a slime, is it? Mm. Uh, whereas yeah. Beth's a maniacal dragon sort of thing. You know, a massive beast looking yeah, evil yeah. thing. And it's like, fucking hell, is that really what you think of me? And that was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, those perceptions of each other kind of. Yeah, like and again, it, it, that plays on a very real thing if you're in a relationship yeah. that's been going for any sort of time and you. You know, you have children or don't. They're, again, it's touching on actual things that you can identify with, even though they've gone to some ridiculous planet on the edge of nowhere and the, the counselling techniques seem insane. You're still covering the same sort of subject matter mm-hmm. um, as you would be otherwise. But yeah, I, I, that one that one's my number two. Now, we'll get to number one, and let's face it, we both knew coming in that this was <coughs> going to be our shared number one. Yes. Um, which is... Pickle Rick. Indeed. Um, now, I think we... I've been doing it for the rest of them, so I'm doing it for this one. Season three, episode three. Season three, episode three. Thank you. Um, so, I think we knew even before this episode came out, there was a trailer for season three, and there was just this one second of him suddenly going, I'm Pickle Rick. Mm. And then before we'd even seen the episode, I was like, for fuck's sake, he's going to become a pickle. Well, brilliant. Yeah. But I don't think we quite expected how amazing this was going to be. No, no because again, the, the, the through line of the episode is Pickle Rick. And that's insane. So yeah, he turns himself into a pickle at the beginning of the episode and then ends up getting knocked off the counter that he's on, rolling outside, and he's going to die because he's going to dry out as a pickle. Mm-hmm. And then something takes him it into rains. the sewers. No, no, uh, that's it, it right, rains. it rains and he gets and it, washed yeah. into the sewers, doesn't he? Then he kills rats and things and makes a body yeah, right, for he, himself he, he, and so blah, blah, blah. He kills a cockroach first so that he can get the legs. Yeah. Then eventually he builds up to a rat and then yeah. he kills a bunch of rats and then dissects a bunch of rats and then builds himself this rat exosuit. That's right, he's using his tongue on the cockroach's yeah, yeah, brain, yeah. isn't he, to make it walk? Yeah. Come on! Yeah, yeah. For anyone audio listeners, I'm sticking my tongue out. Don't. Don't go and watch the YouTube version of that. That'd look awful. I don't know why I just did that. Um, yeah, that's really funny. I, I And I love that bit. And then again, the reason that this one sticks with me is... The subplot. The subplot. Yeah. Because at the beginning, you're like... Because they're going out to a family counselling session. Because again, at this point, we've they've sort of established some rules. That mm-hmm. Beth and Jerry are back together again. More, he can go out on the things, but it has to be his choice to do it. Rick can't. No, just... that's that's season four. Season three. Uh, Beth... Have we not gone to that? No, no, no. Season? Beth and uh, Beth and Jerry at this point um, have got to a point where they're separated. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, you're right. I'm a season too early. They're still separated, yeah. but they're going for family counselling anyway, yeah. aren't they? And 
essentially Rick's supposed to be going, but he can't because he's turned himself into a pickle. He's and then they notice that there's a needle hanging above yeah. him that's tied to this, that's tied to that, that's tied to a timer that's going to go off in ten minutes. <laughs> What's in the needle, Rick? Uh, just something I need. Oh, okay, I'll just take it down then. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not anti-pickle serum at all. It's definitely no. not anti-pickle serum. Um, and they go to the counselling session and he then goes off into the sewer and all that sort of stuff. And they're having this really interesting counselling session with the counsellor talking about Rick and... Is well, it Susan Sarandon? I think it is. Yeah, I think it's Susan think Sarandon. It yeah. Um, and yeah, they're having this counselling session as the rest of the family and Rick's off on his adventure. And then finally they dovetail and Rick ends up coming into the counselling session. And that's where it gets interest, you know, properly yeah. interesting and deep and we start to dig into stuff. And I, yeah, that's why one of the reasons again that it stands out for me because it's not the the silly comedy plot that's going on on the side is fantastic, and yeah, seeing Pickle Rick with his you know his, his arms and his legs and beating the shit out of people and doing crazy moves and you know uh, razor blades and stuff shooting out of him and all that stuff is fantastic. Also, uh, Peter Serafinowitz is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Is, is in there as well, and you suddenly kind of go. Is that who I think it is? Mm-hmm. And you're just like, oh, okay. And then there's Jaguar, which is uh, Danny Trejo, uh, who's hilarious as well in that. Yeah, Jaguar. Um, that's a Jaguar, who again pops up right a little yeah, bit yeah. at the end, and it's just like, where did he come from? Oh, it's good to have a, you yeah. know, good to have a backup. Um, like you say, <coughs> the, the whole thing, building the exosuit of a of a rat, then breaking into this building, wondering where the fuck he is, then just taking guys out, creating bombs, creating like laser cannons. Out of the most simplest of household items, and massacring the shit out of everybody there, and then blowing the whole place. It was it was absolutely balls to the wall. Hilarious. Yeah, who goes after him? Because they they send Jaguar after him, but yeah. who is it who sends Jaguar after him? A Peter Serafinowitz, because he's uh, he's like, oh, do you want to see your daughter again? He's like, well, That's go and do right. this thing for yeah, me. Yeah. Turns out his daughter's dead anyway. Mm. Um, and then yeah, so eventually you know Rick escapes and yeah goes to the therapist and. It's that conversation. He's just like, no, I don't want to come to therapy. Why? Well, because I think this is a joke. I don't like the idea of coming here and sitting and listening to you. And then it's, like I say, Susan Sarandon's just like, well, yeah, you know what? People don't really like going to the toilet and taking a shit or brushing their teeth. But these are the things that you have to do to maintain life. Therapy is part of that as well. Yeah, she describes them as like mundane tasks that we all have to do in order to you know, continue with life, basically. Yeah, she's like, you are a genius, you are a scientist, you have done X, Y, and Z, you're an absolute smart bastard. You probably hate doing this. Mm. I hate kind of brushing my teeth, but it's maintenance, and it's things that we need to do. Yeah. That's it, maintenance. That's the word yeah. she uses, isn't it? It's maintenance. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. and it's those, those poignancy at the end. Because again, I, that whole final sequence, when they're all together, you, I don't disagree with what Rick says. No. He makes some perfectly valid points. Yeah. But then she makes some perfectly valid points as well. So it's just like, yeah, he's ah, like he re- there has to be a middle ground here somewhere. Um, he refers to himself, he's like, oh, you know, I'm not uh, I'm not cattle, I'm not a cow. Yeah. And, and, and there's things like that, and I just sit there and I go, yeah. But again, like she says, she's like, oh, you're maintaining certain things, and you kind of go, yeah, she, she's got a point. So that's it, it's bounce up. And by the end of the episode, like, obviously Rick finally gets his anti-pickle serum and turns back into Rick, which is just a horrible thing to see. You just see him turn yeah. from a pickle to that. But again, it's it's building the rapport between he and Beth. Their, their relationship has been very much up and down, but they're building this rapport. The kids at this point are just sat in the back seat, like, uh, okay, Summer, Summer's no longer huffing glue, uh, and Morty's no longer shitting himself in class. Mm. Uh, that was the whole crux of yeah, it, and, it and stuff it. like that. And But that's kind of just been forgotten about, and it's just building that relationship between Beth and Rick. 
which again I think later in season three where they go to Beth's imagination land. Oh <laughs> yeah. Um, oh. Oh, I can't remember. I can't remember the name. But again, so they go to her imagination land that he's creating. He's like, oh, I created this imagination land where you can't drown, you can't be killed, and I created you all of these weapons and this, that, and the other. And it actually shows how much effort Rick put in. And that actually Beth is very much Rick's daughter because she turns around and she's like, oh, I'm sorry that you feel you need an apology. And she's like, oh, fuck, I'm my father. And again, all of that kind of mm, stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And that one's interesting, yeah, because they, they do he created this whole world for her so that he didn't have to spend time with her. Well, no, it's because he, it, she scared the shit out of the kids in the neighbourhood because she wanted, like, a switchblade and a, a mm. poison dart and a po- and, and she comes up with all of these ideas and he builds everything for her and he's like, you were a scary fucking kid. <laughs> uh, you know, and it's like... Yeah, I don't but then again, that one well enough. Uh, but then again, he's like, you know, but, you know, my, you're my daughter, so, yeah. you know, the, the apple didn't fall, fall, fall far from the tree. Far yeah. from the tree so... Um, so there you go. So that has been the adventures of Rick and Morty. Indeed. Yeah. Pickle Rick's number one, baby. Pickle Rick. Which, yeah, I didn't go for the Pickle Rick t-shirt. I went for Simple Rick's today, just because I like the colour. Um, but yeah, there we go, ladies and gentlemen. Um, thank you for listening, stroke watching. Um, Please let us know your thoughts, whether you agree with our... Indeed. Uh, Remember, or, or we are always subjective on this show. We welcome your opinion. You may be wrong, but we welcome it. You're um, mostly wrong, but yeah. There is no... <laughs> wrong opinion I would say we are always happy to hear a different point of view we may not agree with the point of view but that's the point we don't always have to agree we don't agree we with each other live and let live we don't times, agree don't with each other at no, times no no exactly no, exactly so um, yes thank you very much for listening watching whatever you've done the links again that you need if you go to bit.ly forward slash bite back yt you will find the youtube channel Give us a like, a subscribe, all that sort of stuff. Thumbs up, it all helps. Thank you very much. If you would like to donate more directly, you can go to bit.ly forward slash biteback Patreon. Uh, and you can donate there with tiers at... Uh, two, four, and six dollars. Yeah, two, four, right. and six. Two, four, and six dollars. Two, uh, to get exclusive content, t-shirts, goodies, whatever it might be, depending on the tier you go for. And of course, as always, it is spelt as a computer bite, not a food bite. And all of this information can be found over at the lovely Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash the Screen Masters. I think that's about it. I'm running out of voice. So let's sign off quickly. I have been been Bav. I've been Fluff. And this has been Screen Masters. I feel like I cut you off there. So that's fine. You know, you just cut me off all the time. I was just going to say, what a lovely podcast. (laughs) No, what a lovely podcast. It's a shame because if we were on Twitter, I'd tweet them and and (laughs) let them know. But um, yes, what a lovely podcast. (laughs) I have been Bath. I have been Fluff. And this has been Screen Masters.